Hi, and welcome to Mouse Cat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Sharpie and Steve, and wait for it, we've got John Self with us. Welcome, everyone. Hey, hey, Lisa, how's it going? Hey, it's going. You know, John just Howdy, waved to... Hey, Sharpie. Howdy. John just waved to the camera. You have to say it. <laughs> I was trying to, but I didn't want to talk over people. Oh, no, John's not good. Familiar with, with my stuff. I'm I'm John Self. I tr- my industry we talk over people a lot. I'm a minister, so you know we I try to be respectful. So you said you were but, from Illinois. Where where in Illinois? We're in, we're in Macomb, Illinois. That's okay. where Western Illinois University is. Okay, I know it. I went to Northern Illinois. I think I. Steve and I have chatted about this because I was in DeKalb before this. I was at First Baptist DeKalb before uh, just two, three years ago. Oh, okay. So you know Ollie's. I do know Ollie's, oh but that God. is technically in Sycamore and it we is. are boring the audience. No, no. They love this kind of banter. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is in Sycamore and it is really good. And sadly, it's only seasonal, but that's you yeah. know, a whole different discussion. Okay. So, um, so John, who are you? Tell us who um, you are. In context for this, as I've already mentioned, I'm an American Baptist um, minister. Um, I also very part-time do a lot of theme park riding. I've been doing it behind the scenes, but now I'm a little more out in the open. Um, I'm riding for touring plans and for Universal Food Blog and for Universal Family Vacations, which might be an important. You might want to click that site. I, I think they have some travel agents that might help you that I've even booked to stay <laughs> in October through them. Yes. There you go. So that's one of the extensions of Pixie Vacations, Universal Family Vacations. Yes. And I can't keep up with everything. So I was like, John, can you help write? <laughs> right. And that's why I was, like, I, was like, I was like, I can take care of that. And so so some of the blogs I'm, I've done there. And so you can feel free to look that up. And, yes. And ironically, we can talk about that if you like to, because I'm still bitter because it's probably cost me a lot of writing money. Um, we even have a, a blog on there that's outdated now because the Universal Dining Plan is dead. Well, it'll come back. Yeah, I they think just need to restaff. I think. Yeah, eventually. I think they they're short on staffing, and they don't want people to be disappointed. Is my guess. Um, with long waits when they have the dining plan, or oh yeah, we could. So, the, the waits are horrible. Yeah, so I that's think long. that's why I'm guessing. So and because they make money on the dining plan, so I so it'll hopefully be back. So yes, we do. So John has an article that's ahead of its time at the uh, <laughs> Universal <Yes>. Family <laughs> Vacations, and then we've got he's yes. got a. Uh, Volcano Bay article that as soon as I, I have to find photos and then that'll be up. And then there was just another I, one have, too. You have two Volcano I, Bay articles. Oh, okay. That's right. So we got, we got a few coming up. I just have to get going on photos. I have to find All photos right. and then those will be up hopefully here soon. But we're, we're today, Lisa, what do we got? All right. So we're going to be sticking with the Universal Orlando Resort theme mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about maybe some insider tips, some Obvious, some not so obvious. I will be probably presenting the obvious. And and I'm hoping that John's got some not so obvious. <laughs> and we're going to talk about what you may not know about UOR, Universal Orlando Resort, and, and enhance your experience. That's what we're doing. Cool. So who's starting? Okay. So I think... I think I'm a little afraid of John and that he's going to show us all up. So John's going to go last. I was just about to suggest, I was just about to suggest because mm. if this were reversed and we were talking about Disney, that 5% of writing I remember Disney, the three of you would scare me to death. If you want me to do my three last, we could do that. Okay. 
We could do that. Oh, nice. So why don't we, we're going to start with Steve. Ooh. I'm going to really mix this up. You want all three or just one? I want all three. All right. We're going to do that. I'm going to completely change the plan. <laughs> and Steve's going to give three. And then, sorry, Sharpie, I'm going to give three because we're the more obvious answers here. And then go to Sharpie and then to John. All right, here's my Sharpie, you need me to chat some to you if you, if you run out? <laughs> I think I can come up with a few. Uh, I have faith in you. I've listened to you. You can handle it. All right. So here we go. So, all right. This, my personal tips, Universal Studios, the things I love and my first insider tip for me is to stay on property because a lot of people, they'll, we, we'll get, we'll book Disney vacations and then they'll just want a day trip over to Universal Studios, which, which a long time ago was okay because they had one park. Now they say they have three because they have Volcano Bay, which is the water park. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yes. They have two and they have a really cool water park. Yes. <laughs> so they, so, so they come on. Let's, let's not fall for that marketing. Yes. So they have those. So they have the, the 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 two and the water park. So it's definitely you can go more than a day. And then we hadn't stayed on property. You know, it's well now we have. It's been years, but um, so we we started originally doing the day trip many many years ago. But now we stay on property. So oh yeah, we wouldn't it, not. Yeah. So we, we every time we go, we stay on property. And we're, the advantage, we're disappointed if we have to yeah. stay off. Yeah. So the advantage for me of staying on property is it's similar to Disneyland in California where you can get to everything by just walking. It's like that small property and they do have buses and boats and walking trails and things like that. So there's a a multitude of ways to get around. But like literally last time we were there, we were stayed at the Hard Rock and we were in the uh, Universal Studios park and like a matter of less than 10 minutes through security. Yeah. Through ticket booth, everything. everything. And, and on a ride in less than 10 minutes. It was crazy. I don't think it was quite 10 minutes, but it was. We went to the. It was about 15. Uh, we went to the, uh, the, the born, born identities. Yes. The stunt show. Yes. Um, yeah. the Universal family vacations article tells you it's a five minute walk from hard rock. See, pretty close. Yep. But so, again, it's we a had very easy walk. Oh, it is. I you know, love that walk. Easy walk. It's and not like this. Take this path and then then turn left. There. No, it's, it's a, easy. It's a direct route. Yeah. And going through security is a breeze. Yes. Through there. Yeah, because you Unlike just you don't have to go through city walk. Garage. Yes. You want to get me started? That'd be a good one to get me started on. See, so that's another tip because that's the another advantage of staying on property because the security is easier. It's so easy to get around. You can walk back at night when you're done. You can take a boat. Uh, I don't know. I so that's that's my first thing. The other thing about Wait, yes, I have a small snippet to yeah, add. Okay. Um, well, we ran into this recently with some uh, clients. Yes. And so we talk about the transportation and how it's free. You can you know there's a bus and you can walk, of course, and mm -hmm. you've got a water taxi. The connotation received regarding a water taxi was that you had to pay, and so we have to make sure everyone understands. Really? Yeah, because it's a water taxi. You pay for taxis. No. Oh. And so you do not you know, pay. In, in my 30 years of Universal, I've never heard that. Yeah. Um, it came up huh. a couple of weeks ago and it stuck with me that I understand the mistake. And especially if you've never been to Universal. So yep. um, the water taxis are free and they take you from your resort directly to CityWalk and back. You don't have to stop anywhere else. They, they are direct routes. The only exception is maybe really, really late at night when they're trying to get everyone back home. Yeah, maybe they hit a few. So, yeah, and then related to that, by staying at one of the three legacy resorts, 
or what do they call them, Lisa? Premier? Premier. The Premier Resorts Premier. now. Uh, if you stay at one of the, the three Premier Resorts, you can get an unlimited express pass, which basically, if you look at the price of what you would pay for that, it's like less to stay at the hotel and get it for free because <laughs> you can use it for two days because you get it for your check-in and check-out day. Yeah. And so if, if you've you, got a family of four or five, ding, 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 you win. So that was our... Yes. Yeah, that was our tr- our go-to move uh, if we just stayed one or two days and we got the express pass for all that time for all of us. And once you do that, it's hard to go, especially if it's during busy <laughs> season. It's just hard to not cut the line. You with get, the you get a little that's, spoiled. That's what I was going to say. Yes. I was going to say is once you once you stayed at the premiere, um, it's very hard um, to switch to Cabana Bay, which is a great resort, but you don't have express pass anymore. And for those of you more familiar with Disney pricing at the moment, I mean, I was looking in September and October and the premier hotels are between 300 and 400 a night and compare that to what a monorail hotel would be at Walt Disney world. Yeah. Cause those are the comparable things. Yeah. They are. They're really nice resorts. Yeah. I was just looking at grand Floridian cause we were just there for the Disney fireworks and the base level room is just over 700 a night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it seems like I when I worked I worked there as a cast member it was two fifty a night. Well, I, and even that there. was ouch. Yeah, that was when I thought, wow, two fifty a night was what it was in the nineties. Well, that's back when All Star was in like seventy nine. Maybe right. you could get it for um in the fifties. You could yeah. even get it in the fifties. Uh-huh. Yep. So yeah, so the Express Pass Unlimited Express Express Pass was my favorite insider tip because people don't know about that so you get it for free at the hard rock cafe hard rock cafe or i'm sorry hard rock (laughs) hotel the hard rock yes not the cafe the hard rock hotel the uh portofino bay yep and then what's the i always forget the third one royal pacific royal pacific Pacific. i've i've toured that hotel many times and i've never stayed and it's it just to give a nod it's lowe's portofino yes they're all um and Lowe's Royal Pacific. Yeah. Yep. Give Lowe's their that's due. An, that's an important significance. Good job, Lisa. Yeah. Well, they have a reputation and they do uphold it, which is good. And, and that's the little unknown thing that even the endless summers are run by Lowe's, but Lowe's has their high reputation, so they don't put their name on those hotels. Good to know. Interesting. All right, Steve. All the, all the universe hotels are run by Lowe's, but they in the agreement and adding the lower level ones, yeah. their names don't come at the beginning. They ah. kind of come at the end. It's kind of like naming rights for a baseball stadium. I learned it comes something at the new. end, it doesn't cost as much. I learned something so. new. All right, Steve, what else do you have? So I love hot butter beer. If you haven't had hot butter beer, oh, Lisa marked it off her list. Yeah, I'm marking a couple things there off my go. list. There you go. So recently you could only get it when it was in season, when it was cold outside. But I recently read that you can get it now year round. I have not actually experienced this, but that's what I've, that's what I've been told. That is 100% true. Ooh, John um, confirms. I, I, I would warn you that um, because the hot butter beer is a slightly different formula than the cold or the frozen mm-hmm. that they do sometimes run out <gasps> and will during the day it's in so different hot. locations. Get it early. I feel like they so, need, a room. And it's not a, it's not available at the butterbeer carts. You have to go to mm-hmm. you have Hog's to go breath. you have to go to the more of the bars type setup, yeah. like the fountain of fair fortune or the hopping pot. 
Yes. But I feel like now they need like a room that's just full of ice where you can just go in there during the summer. That'd be nice. With a hot butterbeer. Oh, no. Don't. <laughs> because um, it's so hot out. I don't know if I want it when it's like 90. selling really well at three broomsticks. So that may be the same idea because that's the most air conditioning in the uh, world is three broomsticks. All right. That's what we got to do. John, we're going to go there, get a hot butterbeer, three broomsticks. <laughs> okay. Just so we're clear, and you would, you would know this from the Muggles Guide to Butterbeer. I hear that's an article on Universal Family Vacations. Um, that, that, Hot butter beer is not my favorite. <gasps> I'm okay. a muggle. I'm what do you bite. like? What Which do you one like? do you like? Um, I actually, I prefer my butter beer in the frozen ice cream variety. Ooh. Oh, Lisa loves that. I do like that. We get that and every if we time get to, too. And we get to that, that will be one of my tips at the end. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. All right. My last thing is if you haven't done Halloween Horror Nights. I oh, don't like you. Dude, that. Halloween Horton. You can go into it again. Well, you can go into Halloween Horror Nights again. I have as extras. Well. Halloween Horror Nights is absolutely amazing. And I hate haunted houses. I I was I had never wanted to do a haunted house ever. And then I got drug to the first Halloween Horror Nights. Picking and screaming. I was like, I like really, an eight year old girl. I really don't want to do this. And then uh once I did it, I was hooked. Really? Oh, it was so awesome. What but I I, I am not a fan of getting scared until I, until I figured out how Halloween Horror Nights worked. Once I figured out how it runs, then I was like, oh, I'm in. Once I figured it out, then, then, then I just watch other people get scared. Although they do get me, which is awesome. It's, it's, it's the most amazing Halloween event anywhere. And it was so sad that it wasn't last year. I I'm, I'm can't wait for, for this year. Yep. HHN 30. Again. All right, so I'm going to just piggyback. Steve, do you remember what I told you about HHN and me? What was it again? Um, I've never done an HHN. You have not? No. Oh. Remember that was the suggestion for an article? <laughs> uh, what's it like to be a first-time HHN? Oh, so you should go. Because I'm, I'm doing an unmasking tour this time, and I'm doing a oh. tour. Oh, they're so awesome. that to the audience? That's nice. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Rip so... Tour is, Rip tour is basically... You get front of the line access with a tour guide to all the different houses or mazes. It's called houses in Orlando, mazes in Hollywood. And unmasking the tours where you go through three or six of the houses during the day with the lights on. Very That's good. fun. Yes. That's the short version. Yes. I have not done either of those ever. We have done so. both. We have done both. So I think Lisa... Uh, we can speak to those. Lisa can talk to it because I think that's another one of her lists. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Sorry, ripping Lisa. my list to shreds because it's just gone. Poor Lisa. All right, so what's on your list? Okay, Lisa? so just to to piggyback on the the HHN theme, the Hollywood Horror Nights theme, um, my insider tip is go with Steve because he's a riot <laughs> to oh, watch. So much fun. He he's. He's always pushing me first. Uh, yeah, she has to go first. Yeah, and he hides behind me. That's that's, that's part of my rule. Yeah. Um, that's what my wife did to me for diet HHN last year. I did go to, to sorry, the version of HHN we had last year. Oh, good. Okay. I call it diet HHN or HHN light. <laughs> yes. The houses we went into, she hid behind me and pulled my backpack, and I think my back still hurts from that. So. Oh, that's cool. So you so did a few I've, houses. I've that. Oh, that's cool. Good. Which did you do? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh. We weren't there for the two days. Beetlejuice was open. Oh, okay. It'll okay. Be Don't say it again. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh. So HHN. 
So I was going to talk to the, just some tips around HHN, get there and spend your day in Universal Studios. This is, you will have fun, you will have your day. And then when they clear out the park, if you're hanging out in their designated zone, you will be fine. They won't, they'll band you. They'll get, okay, that doesn't sound right. They will put a band on your arm to show that you have your HHN ticket and they allow you in their little corral. And so you don't have to exit the park and then re-enter. So that's good. And then. Um, that's a key tip. Th- it is. Because Be- then you. That's called, that's called stay and scream if you look it up in the, uh, your, in the universal marketing. We're not sure if they're doing that this year or not, though. Okay. So definitely so. in years past. Um, yes. But that's, that's an amazing tip because hopefully they do it again. Because when we did that, you don't have to. So then you're not out in the crowd waiting to get in and you get a jump on the houses you want to go see because you're already yep. in the park. Yeah. And you know where to go. Yep. Um, they've got the sign set up and they, they sometimes do open the gates a couple minutes early. So yeah. that's nice. And I mean, have, it just gives you, yeah. you can, the few minutes can put you hundreds of people ahead of yes. the first person at the front gate. Yeah, because you're, yes. and they have different areas, so you can be closer the, to certain houses. Yeah, the, the sites that theoretically design touring plans for how to do it after the event starts say that you can get two houses in before it actually starts. Yep. You do stay in screen. Yep. I, I might buy that. Yep. yep. All right. So if you're going to do Halloween Horror Nights, I strongly recommend doing the Express Pass or the the RIP tour. And John kind of spoke to that. With the Express Pass, you will get a shorter line, just like any other Express Pass. And it real the, the lines can be easily an hour to two hours. So in a Halloween Horror Nights evening, you may hit three to four houses without without any kind of line jumper. Yeah. So uh, we, oh. if you want to see the houses and you want to see them all in one night, definitely do an express pass. But if you're feeling a little hoity-toity and, and you really want the, the first class treatment, do an RIP tour. And this is the Halloween version of a VIP. And the, you can do two different versions. You can do one that is private and you get to do whatever you want when you want. Or you can do a standard VIP which will save you a few dollars. And, and this is based on past experiences. With the standard, you, you have scheduled, you go to each house and you have a schedule that you stick to regardless of who's in your group. And you're still limited to 10 people. And it's amazing. You really, I mean, you literally go to the front of the line. They stop everyone and they say, yes, please, sir, please go by. Yes, thank you. And it's, it's the best way to do it. It is a pretty penny. It's the best, though. If you have a couple extra pennies and you have friends that you want to do this with, it's going to completely enhance your experience. Absolutely will enhance it. Uh, so that's my tip on HHN. Oh, and then the, the daytime tours with the lights on. Those are actually really cool. We got to do that. And you can see either three houses with the lights on or you can see six houses with the lights on. And there are 10 houses total. And when you go through these houses, you see the detail and 
and all the attention they put into the smallest little specks of everything and the smells, the I, I just you hear the stories and they're ironed out more than when you're just going through. Just amazing. Uh, you learn about the. John, help me out. The um, the buttons that you can push, the interactive. Oh, I forget what those are called. They put them in yeah. two years ago. They're like yeah, they don't always they don't always do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the something activator, but uh, yeah, they have a they have a fancy name for them. Yeah, it is a cute name, but they have those. But I do love the those daytime tours with the lights on. Yeah, we did. Uh, uh, what was it back in the day? It was the first. Oh, what now? I can't think of the name of the stupid thing. Stranger Things. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we got to do Stranger Things. We did. Um, it was a twist on fairy tales. I don't know the official name of it. And then. And then there was. Oh, a, the circus. The it was like a carnival. Carnies. Like a carny themed. That was disgusting. It was awesome though. That was disgusting. Yeah, that that was one of the highest rated ones <laughs> on for guests was that I can't remember what it was called either. I remember writing something up for that of how wonderful people thought it was. Yeah. But it was good. We, we had little kids. We had uh, uh, Amber and Brooke, our daughters with us. And so we were going to take them to Halloween Horror Nights and, and Brooke was like eight or this was two years ago. So she was nine. Yeah. Oh, and so, yeah. So when we wait, took, it might've been, it, it might've before. been the year before it might've so, been yeah. eight. So she was like eight and, uh, no one takes their kids to Halloween, <laughs> especially an eight-year-old. So we were like, we'll take her on the RIP or the, uh, yeah, the behind lights the on. scenes where everything lights are on to give her behind an idea. Behind the screams. That's behind the called. screams. Yeah. So we did, we took her on that so they could see the houses during the day. And then we took them in at night. So they kind of knew what was where. Um, although our eight-year-old loved it and our, what, at that time, a 10-year-old. Five years apart. Oh, well, there you go. Thank you. Nine, okay. 10, 11, 12. So 13. Yeah. So Amber was 13 and we took her. Amber made it through Stranger Things and that was it. She wouldn't go on. Then she sat on the curb. She she wouldn't do anymore first year. And then uh, Brooke was like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, let's do this. So the the GAT buttons, the guest activated triggers. Oh, is that what they call them? Yeah. That's it. That's it. There you go. Um. Okay. So that's Halloween Horror Nights. My next thing is Volcano Bay in its entirety. And this is the third park or the the water park. And fantastic rides, family rides, raft rides, solo rides, uh, wave pool, lazy river, you name it, it's there. They have some good food. I highly recommend getting a cabana because then you're completely spoiled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the cabana is nice and that is additional, but having, you can have so much fun and they have the, um, the tapu tapu. Well, yeah, they have the tapu tapu, but, uh, crocodile, croca, crocodile, yeah, the coaster, the coaster, crocodile, aqua coaster. Yep. Um, I know it's, it's, it arguably is a better coaster than the ones inside studios, Florida or Islands adventure. Hmm. Interesting. Fascinating. It's, it's very interesting um, how they do this with the magnets and the up and down. Yes. And it's it's neat. It's absolutely. Have it, you been? Have you been on them, John? I have not. I have not, but I have a wife and a son who Love swear it. by water parks. We used to go to Wet and Wild. We used to do all those. Oh yeah. And 
And in guest reviews are Volcano Bay. Sorry, I don't think I'm allowed to say this on a mouse chat podcast. Um, <laughs> Volcano Bay is far superior to Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. Oh, I, yeah, I can imagine. That's fine. Yeah, uh, it's good. Lisa's and- Lisa's been. I have I have been many times, but I've only been on a tour, so I've never been. What? In the water. I'm always like <laughs> right. dressed up, walking in there hot and sweaty on a quick tour. Um, Sharpie. And, and as much as, much as uh-huh. I made fun of it, because those of you missing the joke, Universal Orlando likes to say they have three theme parks. Yes. They have, they have an incredibly well-themed water park. It yeah. is. There's yeah. a story behind the, the, it. It's... You you literally we have their guests that just go there and maybe do one or two attractions and enjoy all the theming and all the things they can do with their tapu tapu and they think they have a great time. Yeah, there's a lot you can do with your tapu tapu. This is like a bracelet. It's almost like a an Apple Watch that you have to borrow and return, but it works to kind of get your place in line so you can tap to ride, and it'll give you a return time and then the the tapu will actually tell you okay, time to go get in line. And, you know, you're hanging out in the lazy river. Um, you can pay for your food with this. You connect a credit card to it and you can tap to, to pay. You can tap to have fun and you can squirt people. Mm-hmm. Um, tap, lockers. Tap for lockers. Tap for photos. What else? Tap to what? Uh, talk to Vol the volcano. Hmm? Oh, like the interactive things. The interactive volcano. Yep, you can do that. Things, li- things light up. Mm-hmm. All kinds of cool stuff. Sharpie, have you been through Volcano Bay? I have not. We need to get you over there. It's I know. Quite an experience. It looks awesome. You may, have, you may have left out the one most important detail about Volcano Bay. I may have. Well, no, I'm oh. I'm being cl- I'm trying to be clever, but it's not working. Um, Volcano Bay is located directly next door to Cabana Bay. So if you stay at Cabana Bay, you literally walk over there and it is, it is the, so easy to do early entry there. Um, for those of you who stayed on Disney property, maybe at a monorail hotel and tried to get to Blizzard Beach, um, it's way easier to get to Volcano Bay. Oh, yeah. It's literally right out the back. We, uh, yes. we have photos from one of the rooms where it opens up and like the volcano is right there outside the room. Yes. It's amazing. The view of some of those rooms. That's good stuff. All right. And then my last little hint is to get the interactive wand. If you, ha- if you know Harry Potter uh, at all, if you're a Potterhead at all, go ahead and get that interactive wand early in your experience so that you can enjoy it to, the, to its fullest. You can use these wands they're what, $55-ish right now? Depends, I guess. Uh, I think the interactive ones are now 59 Oh, okay. And, and so you can go through the Wizarding World, both in Hogsmeade and also in Diagon Alley. And there are different, um, there are medallions on the ground that are embedded in the cement. And the, the medallion is going to tell you exactly how to and whip and flick your wand and if you follow the instructions something magical can happen pretty cool yeah it's cool to watch all the little interactive things that happen agreed um, um lisa yes which would, would you recommend that people do the olivander 
wand thing before they to before they get their wand? No. You know what I'm talking about, right? I so. do. Um because we, we hear conflicting stories from guests. That's why I'm asking. Well, I think it if you really want a wand, you know which wand you want when right. you go in. But if you go through Ollivander's, then you're going your wand is going to pick you if you are the chosen one. And yes. so it you can't say no to a wand that chooses you. So No, you cannot. I remember going with almost no money and suddenly my son had a <laughs> wand in his hand. I couldn't say no. That's right. very tough. Like this blonde hair and his blue know. eyes. And I, his mother was looking at me like that. I, I was like, here you go. I don't know how, how we're How can you super- ever say no? It's very oh, hard. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, so that is a tough call because I think, and we've thought about that because once in a while we'll um, want to do something really special for a client. And, and sometimes that involves a wand. But then you're taking away the experience of Ollivander's. You're taking away the choice. You know, it's great to do that. So, you know, gift cards come in quite handy. But it's, that's a good question because there are two sides to that coin. Right. Trust me, I'm my first time on. I'm not trying to trick you when I ask you a question. (laughs) I really wanted to know. So because we hear conflicting stories and I'm like, well, we went the first time and, and my cute little blonde haired blue eyed son was chosen. Which, by the way, if you want your child chosen, when you go into the shop, the Wallavander shop, move to the far right and try to move your your child between the ages of eight and thirteen, direct as close as you can to the front on the right, and your chances of getting selected are dramatically improved. Okay, good to know. Um, so yeah, interactive wand, and you can use it throughout both lands. Um, and just kind of connecting to this whole Harry Potter theme, you're going to notice when you get there that these two lands that we speak of, Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley, they're connected by the Hogwarts Express. And the only way you're going to get on that train is if you have a park-to-park pass. So, yeah, you either you can buy it right there at the train station before you board, but... Um, you know, you may have wasted some park-to-park opportunities if you wait to purchase it then. If you know that you've got Harry Potter, well, Potterheads, um, and you're going to want to ride that Hog- Hogwarts Express, it is different both ways, going into London and from London. And it's it's a great experience. It's very well done. And it's a great hop between the two parks. But be you you do need to have your ticket in hand, as well as your park to park noted on the ticket. Otherwise, no righty, <laughs> no ticky, no righty. Is that all your? Is that your lots tips? Lots of people don't. Lots of people don't know that, and and they end up spending a lot of money because they walk their children up there, or they walk their Potterhead spouse up there, and all of a sudden they're forking out yeah. seventy, eighty dollars more that they if they'd have planned better it wouldn't have hurt their pocketbook as much. For yeah. those of you familiar with Disney, the park to park is similar to the park hopper pass park hopper version. And, um, if you're a Potter person, you are going to want to take the train, even though it's a four minute ride back and forth, but. Yeah. And you want to see both lands. Yep. Like if you only have one ticket to one park, like both Harry Potter, I don't know, I guess I call them lands <laughs> or both, both of them are, yeah, both of them are amazing. 
Yes. So you definitely want to see both. And so you need like a park hopper Disney speak uh, ticket. So you want to buy that. And then, then you get ride uh, access on the Hogwarts Express uh, with that oh. park to park ticket. So. And I, I'm still going to piggyback on my whole Harry Potter theme here. If you are a Coca-Cola drinker or a Sprite drinker, you <laughs> might want to consider buying that prior to entering the land because in the wizarding world, there is no such thing as Coca-Cola. You have lots of wonderful drinks and elixirs, many of which... wonderful? I did not say wonderful, but I should have. <laughs> she should have, Sharpie. She missed the pun opportunity there. I did. Thank you, Sharpie. Um, but they, they don't, they stick very, very closely to the whole wizarding theme. And if it doesn't exist in the wizarding world, it doesn't exist period in, in the lands. So I love that. They, they are just so true to the theming. In other words, fizz whizbies exist in the land. Yep. Yes, they do. Oh, and gilly water. You can buy them at honey dukes. Yep. I love my gilly water. Actually. I usually take home my Gilly water bottle and refill it because it just makes me feel like I'm there. All right. You should bring it back put, to put the elixir inside of so that you can enjoy that. <laughs> All right, Sharpie, you're up. Okay, so I'm taking mine as an approach to your normal Disney visitor what do you need to know about visiting universe? You are a thrill rider. The first thing that you need to know is the locker policy. That's a good call. Because mm, that was like my first time going there after being a fan for so many years was oh my gosh i have to put all of my stuff into a locker why <laughs> so getting that getting that figured out was a little bit of a challenge but i did it and knowing that you have free locker access during your ride time is helpful uh and it is also helpful to know that the locker doesn't know when you've gotten off the ride and it's not going to unlock. So people can snatch your stuff. Uh, you will be charged for your locker. If, if your stuff is in there for the duration. So you have to really make a choice. You have to say, I'm going to do one locker rental throughout the day and leave my stuff in one locker. Or I am going to, go to the lockers before every attraction, do the locker thing, pick my stuff up, up, up after the ride, and then I'm going to go on about my business. You'll notice the two differences there. If you park your stuff in one locker and come back to it throughout the day, you're going to do some backtracking. If you park your stuff in a locker before every attraction, you're going to have to go back and pick up your stuff out of that locker. So it can be time consuming. Like that was one thing that I learned uh, when I had to like, it, it took me almost 15 minutes to get into a locker. 
And then it probably took me another 10 to 15 minutes to retrieve my stuff from the locker because it was just so many people swarmed around the lockers to get their stuff. And sometimes all the lockers at a specific attraction are full. So you have to kind of play that by ear. Uh, I am more of a fan of rent one big locker for everybody's stuff at the start of your day. And if you have to make a couple trips back to the location of your locker, there are good locker locations around the park that you can stow your stuff all day. The thing to remember is if you are a packer, meaning you take a, a backpack in, you have a like a, a small insulated cooler, or if you have medicines, or if you have a baby, of course, different different scenarios there, but know the locker policy because it is completely different where Disney really only does lockers pretty much at the front of the park and by water attractions in some situations, uh, but know the locker policy. Uh, yep. my one of my other ones and and then we talked about a little bit more is park to park is your friend plan to buy park to park yes it is more expensive uh but you're not say for instance you have a three-day universal stay plan you're not going to spend one day at islands of adventure one day at the studios and then do a park to park for one day you can do that to ride to ride the Hogwarts Express, cough up the extra money, do park to park, because unlike Disney, where your parks are separated by miles at Universal, you can walk back and forth. Say, for instance, you want to spend your entire morning at Islands of Adventure. You can go to City Walk, you can have lunch and then you can go in to to Universal Studios. So. Keep in mind, everything is super close. You have different stuff that is between the two parks, uh, namely uh, Toothsome, where you just got to get something sweet for your sweet tooth. Um, but yeah, so so know, know, know what your plan is and be flexible, of course, with, with going back and forth. Uh, but don't make the mistake of following the crowds go the opposite direction of the crowds. So my second really, really big piece of advice. Hey, Sharpie. For someone, yep. Can I jump in real quick? Sure. I'm going to piggyback on that whole locker comments. Yep. Um, and what I love with the new VelociCoaster is the way they've done the lockers over there. And it has always been a nightmare, especially at like Gringotts and Forbidden Journey. Still bad at Gringotts. Yeah, it's Forbidden a nightmare. Forbidden Journey's way better with the new locker system. Okay. And it's crowded. You can't get in there. And, you know, you're supposed to send one person in to put all the stuff in. But honestly, I'm not leaving my kids outside. So, yeah, they're coming in with me. So, um, it's it's mayhem. So they solved that problem. And the way it works is they have lockers that are two sided. So when you walk into the attraction and you're putting your stuff into a locker, you're on, you know, the front side and you put your stuff in and everyone that's on that side is putting stuff in. And then you go on the ride. When you exit the ride, you're funneled to a wall of lockers. And you're like, wait, mine was the top left locker. And now it's the top right locker. What? And it is the same locker, but now you're at the back side of the lockers and you retrieve your stuff from there. So you have the retrievers on one side and the putter inners on the other. It's genius. I would love to see them do this throughout. Your, your, your 
buy a key style of locker. This is digital codes. Yeah, it's a, a lot different than a traditional theme park locker system. Right. It's yeah, based now, on your theme now park ticket. Is scan your park ticket. Yep. Okay, Sharpie. Continue. So yeah, I, I but th I think that's an important thing that that is a big difference between visiting a Disney park and visiting a Universal park. So, um, the, the second my set my second big point is don't go to Universal. Stay at Universal. Oh, uh, you are so good. If they're there was a time where did where Universal was a day park. You go, you visit Universal for a day, and then you go back to Disney. You go back into the Disney bubble. Universal is, especially with the addition of Volcano Bay, uh, Universal is a destination park. Uh, and I, and and I know that there there are some some tried and true people who are going to be like, ah, you can still do it in a day. You can, however, you're not going to get your value out of it. And, and the reason why I say that is because there's a lot to experience in both parks. Uh, and then, of course, the whole city walk element is also a very big factor in a universal visit. Uh, so whether you're staying at, at one of the endless summer, uh, whether you're staying at Sapphire Falls, uh, whether you're staying at one of the the formerly known as legacy hotels um you're getting a much more resort experience than what you used to with quote unquote a one one day universal stay and oftentimes with clients we we at pixie will will recommend don't just go to Universal for a day. Your one-day tickets are extremely expensive. Then you have to buy your Express Pass on top of that if you're going during a peak travel season where if you go and do a two-night stay at Hard Rock, you go and do a two-night stay at Portofino, you go and do a two-night stay um, at the Royal Pacific, you're getting your value out of your stay with the addition of the Express Pass. And and I, I I really cannot cannot say that enough. Um, and then the other final tip that I will share is unlike Disney, where your pricing your pricing is your pricing is your pricing. Promos are released. Universal offers better pricing the further out you book. Uh, and that 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 and and I I can say this pun intended universally going to Universal book early. Uh, your last minute stays are often going to be your most expensive stays because they do capacity based pricing for their resorts. So you want to book as far in advance as possible. So those are my tips, and, and I think that. I think it highlights some of the biggest differences between a traditional Disney way of thinking where Universal, in my opinion, Universal does a little bit more to respond to trends in the market than what Disney does. Disney has decades of travel industry experience and they're able to track things with the Disney method. But Universal responds a lot more to market pricing and market trends. 
And I think that's a big reason why Universal has come on very strong over, especially in my opinion, over the last five years is because they are keeping up with trends a lot better uh, and they are really focusing in on guest experience, which in my opinion, that's something that Universal wasn't necessarily doing 10 years ago. So, but yeah, that, that's my assessment. So that's Sharpie's opinion. Take it Sharpie for has sort. spoken. Sharpie hey, has spoken. Hey, Sharpie. Yep. Um, I couldn't agree with you more in everything you just said. And I, on my list of things, as a person who in the last 15 months has been to Universal almost 60 days in Disney one day, I didn't even think about the locker and didn't even think about the long-term pricing. So you're absolutely correct. That's why you book with a pixie. That's why you book with Sharpie. That's why you book with Lauren, because we're going to give you the insight that you need to know to make your vacation successful. Yep. Right. Because as a as a mouse chat podcast listener, sorry, Lisa, I'm about to make fun of you inadvertently. Go ahead. Lisa, Lisa always says stuff and I'm like, I know what you mean, but if your guest, if someone does what you say and they do it later, it's going to cost them a fortune because you, you always say, if you're going to go to Universal, book if you book your cabana, book your premium seating, book your express pass. If you're going to do that, you need to do that as soon as you possibly know. Think think the Disney model about the old dining plan. Once you know where you're going to go, you need to pick it because it may not be there tomorrow. Yep. Um, express pass is just one park, limited express pass. For those of you unfamiliar with that, that is like a fast pass for one attraction in one of the parks, either Universal or Island Adventure, they're running $300 a day if you buy them within a week before you go. Which is, which is nuts. Nuts. <laughs> yes. And if you book it, if you'd have booked it three or four months ago, as someone who has a premier pass, I don't worry about this, but it's, if you'd booked it three or four months ago, it'd have been about 150 which is still a little more than I would spend, but it's July. Um, yep. You might you might get ready to wait. So, so that's good. That's a good point. And cabanas, if you try to book a cabana at Volcano Bay day of, you're looking at potentially nine hundred dollars. Yeah, that's no what? joke. Yeah, it's oh. no joke. I went out when we were there in May, um, middle of May, premium seating, which is the two seats with the lockers. Because I didn't know if I was going to get a park reservation at Hollywood Studios, so I was had a backup plan to make sure my wife was happy. Um, and premium seating, which gives you umbrella and a locker, it was like $180 for just to have a nice seat. Yeah. If you booked it the day of. Or a seat. Yeah. Yes. So, so that's. Well, and another thing, we, we all seem to be in agreement that Hard Rock is an awesome place to stay in. And they're the one that sells out the most, the fastest. It is, mm -hmm. it sells not only because of the theming, but because of the proximity to the parks and all the actions. So if you're thinking you might want to jump down and, you know, spend a weekend at Hard Rock and, you know, just have a nice little couple days, you better plan it six months out in advance. Um, Halloween Horror Nights goes from September mm -hmm. 3rd, I believe. Yes. All the way through Halloween. And I'll, good luck getting a room on a Friday, Saturday, or even Sunday night um, anywhere. 
Uh, you can get them, but your premier resorts, they're pretty much booked out. The locals come. They come. They eat it up. Mm-hmm. And not to be, to make a big difference between, I make this joke in other podcasts, Universal Orlando is not Magic Kingdom. Now, please take, nope. this, as, take this as someone who is a Baptist minister with all of the glory. I may be a moderate Baptist minister. However, I want you to take this for all it's worth. There's something that's really hard to acquire at Magic Kingdom for adults that you can find everywhere at Universal Orlando. It's called adult beverages. And many people are smart enough to know that they can walk back to the Hard Rock Hotel and not have a problem if they perhaps had too many beverages. You know, perhaps two or three. I'm I'm just saying. Um, I'm not making a judgment here. Don't take that the wrong way. I'm happy to make judgments in other settings, but if you know you're going to walk back to your hotel and you're not leaving the resort, you've been as responsible as you can be. Um, But yeah, that would not be the same phenomenon. That's why I use the Magic Kingdom analogy is if Universal is, I know we're digressing from the objective, it's like the horror, the horror makeup show, which is the, one of their original attractions. Mm-hmm. One of the standard lines from the script of the horror makeup show, which is kind of a comedy show, if you're unfamiliar with it, is that they've modified through the years. We're not Disney. We don't have to be nice to the children. <laughs> um, and, and then the, in the current script, the other actor will say, uh, we have Harry Potter now. Don't say that anymore. Okay. But Universal decided a long time ago that they were going to target teenagers and adults. And if you're going to target adults, that does mean adult beverages. And so you should factor that in because the adult beverages will cost you less than they do at Disney property. And you will probably drink more of them than you think you will. Yeah. And they serve some pretty awesome drinks. Yeah. Spoken spoken as someone who's a non-drinker. I know when I go with people, they're like, you just, you can't understand John. I'm like, I know you just you just happily spent such and such money on this Bubba tub at Endless Summer. This this gigantic thing um, for thirty dollars, and it's all the beverages you're going to need for the rest of your life. And nice, or you know, until you go back to your room. Well, the rest of your stay. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but but the big difference before I get before I decide on this whole list because. I, you guys didn't hardly pick any of mine, Uh um, is universal is much cheaper than going to Disney world. Um, that's not arguable. Now let's be fair. Universal has two parks. Walt Disney world has four (laughs) and universal's parks are even smaller than Disney world's parks. So, but if you wanted to buy a season, what they call a season, two park season pass, which is an annual pass with some blockout dates. You can get that as a non-Florida resident for $350. We don't want to talk about how much, if annual passes ever come back, how much it is at Disney World. And so Universal, back to Sharpie's point, looking at the market has seen that Disney World has made the decision, which I think is the right decision for them. We have huge crowds. We're going to start charging more to get the crowds to come down. And we won't, and then we won't have to have as much payroll as Universal has seen that, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you come over to Universal, and we won't charge you as much." I know it's not very subtle marketing, but that's what Universal has done. And since 2019, Universal has taken eight to ten percent of Disney's tourism share since they made that decision. Yeah, 
Hmm. Well, and the, the the rides and everything at Universal are amazing. The yes, the theming, the queue, everything, the experience, especially anything dealing with Harry Potter. Um, yes, it's just um, unbelievable. Um, one last thing before I decide what three I'm going to pick. Uh-huh. Uh, we made fun of lockers at Universal. Totally good point. If you're not used to the locker thing, it's very annoying. I will not do green guts as a person who's a veteran at Universal because I'm tired of going through their locker system. It reminds me of the hassle of staying off site and going through the TTC to get to Magic Kingdom. Something else I won't do. Um, it just drives me nuts. But you have Tron coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You might want to be careful. There's no place to put your stuff on the Tron attraction. You might want to get used to lockers. Just some fair warning. Mm, that's a good point. Just a thought. Okay. Um, let's go with more obscure things. Okay. Universal. These are free things that you can do if a team member is available at Universal. They call them team members as opposed to cast members. Um there are behind the scenes tours for attractions that you can go behind the scenes and see what's going on and, and, and look at what's going on. Um, they have them at the men in black attraction, the mummy attraction, the Kong attraction, the Hulk attraction, and the Jimmy Fallon attraction. For instance, if you do the immigration tour at MIB, if you go between 11 and four on a day where they're fully staffed, you can ask, can we do the immigration tour at the cast member? Sorry, I did it. The team member at the front and if they have a team member available, they take you on a tour. So they take you in and they take you through all the downstairs area and you get to log in. You get to go literally behind the scenes of the entire attraction just to see it. And it's free, completely available, as long as there's a team member available to do it. At the, at the I don't know what they call it. I think they call it the production tour with the mummy, uh, the Revenge of the Mummy attraction. You literally go underneath and you, you get to see – all the workings of how the attraction works and all the behind the scenes things. And it's completely free if there's a team member available. Um, on the Jimmy Fallon attraction with the race in New York, you literally um, get a tour of the studio. You get to come out on the balcony. If you're familiar with Universal Studios Florida, there's the big stage where they have the concerts. There's a balcony that you literally can look over the masses and feel like you. this is your kingdom. Yes. Um, and ha and hashtag will hang out with you. Hashtag the panda will hang out with you. Um, and these are completely free things that people just don't know about. Um, there's one with the Kong. There's one with Kong. There's one with Hulk, but it's not quite as exciting as it used to be. Um, that's probably one of the big things that people don't forget about. Forget about because I know we've gone on trips and we've literally that's all we've done for a day is wow. just doing the behind the scenes tours. That's cool. So, um, second, I'm looking at my long list here. Um, I'm going to go with something that's really important to me. And this is, and since it's all about me for a second, um, have you bought a soda or a drink at Disney world in the last several years? I know when I went there, it was four fifty just so I could have a Coke zero uh, at Hollywood studios. Yeah. Um, at universal Orlando, you can purchase a freestyle cup. In, that you use inside the park. It's $17 to get your cup to start with. Gives you unlimited refills at the freestyle stations and every other station for the entire day. Yeah, that's and then nice. You can, bring it, you can bring it back and have it recharged for $10 for the day. Ooh. And, that's bef and that's before any other discounts. 
for those of us who are on the Premier Pass where we get a 15% discount off food and beverage, that means with tax, I pay $9.06. Not that I know exactly how much it costs for me to have sodas each day. Um, and tagging on to Lisa's Halloween Horror Nights idea, I have it confirmed from team member executives that if you fill up, if you recharge your cup during the day, it lasts all the way through Halloween Horror Nights that night. Okay, so that's a nice bonus. So you would have, you would have, say you did it at 10 o'clock in the morning. Sorry, some of us do it at 930. We have soda addictions from being sponsored by Coke products. Sorry. Um, And that means you would have free soda or not free soda, soda for $10 if you had used your refill cup from 930 in the morning till if Halloween or nights goes till 2 a.m. That's a lot of soda. That's a lot of soda. And some of us drink that much, having formerly been a not very good athlete, but a good enough athlete to be sponsored and have McDonald's and Coke on your sleeve, or you get free McDonald's and free Coke, which is not a good way to encourage an athlete, by the way. Um, We, some of us have addictions. We just had to convert to diet soda as I drink out of my endless summer resort mug. Oh, very nice mug. Well, see, yeah, because Disney only has the, the mugs in the resorts. Correct. And so. that system works really well in there. And Universal has that system also. Um, I kind of think, sorry, now I'm doing I'm doing work for everyone's podcast. I kind of think the resort mugs and the freestyle mugs needs to be an article because it's really gotten complicated because each yeah. resort at, at Universal has different policies. Oh, uh-huh. so you got to know so, your own resort mug yeah, I, policy. I got I got burned on that. Um, helping out Seth Kaberski, the writer of the unofficial guide, um, Universal, um, because the policy was changing while I was staying at Dockside Inn at Endless Summer. Uh. But but most of the time, um, you can get a length of stay freestyle cup at your resort for eighteen or nineteen dollars for the entire time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's a good deal. So, but you cannot use. Sorry, I'm hijacking this podcast you cannot use your freestyle cup for the park and at your resort and you cannot use your resort one in the park those are two separate operations yes that makes sense so um what's another good one another good inside tip Uh, 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 i think we're just going to go with this one universal has done a great job trying to I'll just admit it, compete with Disney with their nighttime operations. Um, They've really upgraded their Lagoon show, their cinematic spectacular at Studios 4. They have every night with some fireworks. Now, Universal Orlando is inside the Orlando property. They have limited fireworks they can do legally because of noise ordinances. But they've added that. They've created this incredible um, Lagoon projection thing that's really, really good and Best part if you're a Potter person, but you better get ready to wait and you better enjoy feeling like a sardine is the nighttime light show on Hogwarts Castle. They project it on Hogwarts Castle. They have the entire area turned into just a display. Currently, it's the standard one. Historically, during the HHN season, they have the dark art show. And two years ago, they had Death Eaters walk around, which was really cool. Nice. And during Christmas, they have the holiday version. If you're a Potter person, you need to do that. Absolutely. And you will have to plan for it. You will have to wait. Think 
those of you who were smart enough, I, I think it was, I don't think it was any of you who, who instead of sitting under the cover with the dessert, sat out, parked themselves right, waiting for the fireworks at Magic Kingdom. Yes. You may have to wait an hour, hour and a half. But if you are a Potter person, this is an incredible step up that Universal has made. Um, and I've only done it. Let's sound like a spoiled bourgeoisie that I am. I've only done it at after hour events where there wasn't a crowd where I saw the nighttime light show, but it's, it's something you really want to experience. Yeah, it's cool. We did it. We've been there. We've done it for Christmas and it's, and it's like reoccurring. It's, you know, every so often. So it's it's nice that it's not a one-time thing. It kind of reminds me of like the, the cavalcades, the pop-up parades that you never know when they're going to come. So you don't have to worry about crowds. But do know it's on a schedule every 20 minutes from the time it starts, but they don't publish that. Yeah. So it's nice. Um, and yeah, that's the, the other thing is it's fun to go into those different lands during Christmas time and see the decorations and everything Yes, done up with the snow. And yeah, Universal has really stepped up their game on the holidays and have rumor to believe it's more than rumor that they're going to try to expand what they did for Halloween and Islands of Adventure now that SeaWorld has committed to doing hollow scream and they're not targeting mm. towards the children. The Universal is going to try to throw together a little more than they did last year to target children trick-or-treating and Islands of Adventure. Oh, so they can cool. have a kid version of Halloween and then have the Halloween Horror Nights over at Studios Florida. That is actually genius. Yeah, I, they started working on it because one of the buildings they sort of use in the lost continent area or as someone else calls it it's the land you move from seuss landing to hogsmeade um lost continent area is there they've redecorated it looks like if i had to guess and i have no insider information if i had to guess they're trying to they're kind of going to turn that into a version of a tribute store just make it about halloween in isle of adventure where that's the center that kids come to get their little trick-or-treat map go around and do things and Universal's last year, I think I'm right. I mean, I'm going to backtrack on this, but I think last year they allowed children to dress in full costumes in Island Adventure, which they've never done before because they have strict costume rules because of Halloween Horror Nights. Hmm. So could be cool. Yeah, I like that. I I remember they did an HHN in Islands one year, Ugh. and it yes, didn't go so did. well. Um, the I. Universal's biggest strength and possibly biggest weakness is they don't own their own intellectual properties. They don't own. You mean half of them are owned by Disney? (laughs) No, no. I've written a lot about that one. Okay. Um, And if you'd like to know the ins and outs of that one, we can make an entire podcast since I'm scheduled with other people to do that. For those of you missing the joke, um, movie rights and TV rights are not the same as theme park rights. Because I left on my list as a Marvel comic book fan that Marvel – well, most of Marvel can only appear at Universal because they bought it when Marvel was going bankrupt. Some of us can't remember Marvel was going bankrupt back then. But so – but they don't own – they don't control um, the – In Orlando. Yeah, yeah, in Orlando. They don't control Seuss Landing IP. They don't control um, any of the Wizarding World IP. Um, They don't technically control the Kong IP. Um, there's, there's like three or four really prominent ones they don't really control, 
which is why they've made an effort to only create things they control the IP. That's why we've gotten born spectacular and we suffer through fast and furious. And so I've gotten those kind of things. Ugh, You're man. saying the fast and furious isn't a top notch world-class attraction. Um, I'm not <laughs> saying that. However, since I've already mentioned this document and apparently I'm trying to get a writing gig because I keep mentioning him, but the unofficial guide to universal Orlando has a rating system of attractions and the lowest rating ever in the history of Universal Orlando was given to Fast and Furious. So you make your own decision. Yeah. The other one that I like to poke fun of is the Shrek attraction. Well, the Shrek attraction was, oh yeah, exactly. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, for those of you missing the joke, they, in an effort to be 4D, the seats move. However, the technology clearly is outdated and you can hear the seats move every time. And it's not just your seat you hear, it's everybody else's seat. Everybody. Which is why we're which which is why we're hoping, because of how good it looked in Hollywood, and we have some reason to believe that it might be true, that Secret Life of Pets might be replacing that Shrek soon. Oh that, that would be good news. That would be great news. I mean, I, I we have a little more than rumor information, but not much more. I think that's one of the hardest things for me is Universal is it's a current park. And so you're going to see old friends leave like yes. Shrek. Yeah, they are. Uh, and new things come in. Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything. Well, everything Jaws has is a bad example. They couldn't get Jaws to work right. If yeah. I if I should probably find those old reports of how many guests got hydraulic fluid spilled on them and they could never get that thing to work right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Universal will, is is not afraid of getting rid of and replacing attractions. Yeah, well, they have to. They, have they don't to. have a choice. Yeah, that's My that's what they do. Of Universal is that there are so many motion simulators. Yeah. attractions. That's my that's my complaint. So, and honestly, some of them are really good. Like Spider Man is mm -hmm. amazing. Some of them not so good. But well, they got really themselves great part though. Yeah, that would be the amazing Spider Man. Yes, see, they got, yeah, that would be the, back to the other joke, that'd be the East Coast version of Spider-Man, which doesn't look like Toy Story Mania. It would be that one. Um, they got themselves in trouble because, I'm speculating a little bit, in their agreement with Intamin Coasters to build the Hagrid attraction, which clearly is a state-of-the-art story coaster, and to build Velocicoaster, which clearly least until Iron Gwazi opens, is the most thrilling coaster in the Flor central Florida area. They wanted to save some money, so they did the Fallon attraction and the, the Fast and Furious attraction, yep. and they went, they went back to the well of simulators, which they could crank out with a moment's notice, and they overfilled the park with simulator attractions. Uh, and that was, that was a, a mistake that they're trying to fix now. But yeah. You have to give them credit. If if you haven't done yep. the Born Stentacular stunt show, yep. It's it's really the logical progression of simulator traction. Yep. And you don't have the clicking seat. You don't have anything. For those of us who remember Terminator 2 3D, yeah. we're like, this is the same attraction. Um, the Born Stentacular is clearly it's the logical progression in what Universal does well with with screens yeah. into a stunt show. Yeah. Yeah, that I saw that we were there in September during COVID, and I that was the only thing I saw 
during my entire trip. Um, and I ran in and watched it and it was cool. It was cool just to see the technology because I had, hadn't mm-hmm. heard anything about it. And the whole time you're like, you're just like, if you love that kind of thing where you're like trying to figure out how they do it, that whole show, you're like, oh, this is, how do they, how do they make this work? And then how do they transition from this to that? It's it, the technology is super cool. Yeah. I had an assignment like the first two weeks it was open to do it as many times and try to explain it to people without a spoiler in like a hundred, a thousand words or less. <laughs> yeah. That, that wasn't an easy assignment, by the way. I earned my money on that writing assignment. That's very cool. All right, Lisa, does that wrap us up? Well, I don't know. We've got to check with John first. Well, John has a I, I whole list. Three. I mean, I okay. could sit, we, could, we could sit here for hours. I mean, if we want to spend Steve's money, um, I can write an article about this and we can go from there. But, you know, he and I can negotiate that later. Okay, well, I'll leave that to you guys. So <laughs> I will go ahead and wrap up the show. John, I'm going to let you go ahead and plug yourself in any way you want. Um, That's freedom. Yeah, that's way too much freedom. You you really want to give that to a person who gets paid to speak for a living partially? Really, you want to do that? Um, real quick, because I know you've made it to the end of the podcast, and thank you for for listening all the way through. I know you enjoy hearing what what these talented people tell you about Disney, and hopefully, I helped a little bit with Universal. Uh, my name is John Self. Easiest way to, to follow me is on Twitter. Somehow, as a fifty something, I'm on Twitter all the time. I don't know how. Um, at Pastor John. John is spelled J O N. Self is my last name, S-C-L-F, and that's usually linked to all the stuff that I do. As you've already heard, I write for touring plans for Universal Family Vacations, in which you can book your next stay at Universal. Um, And Universal Food Blog are the main things that I'm doing at the moment. I also um, pastor a church at First Baptist Church in Macomb. You can look that up on our website and write for faithelement.net, which is a faith-based organization kind of in the moderate theological world to help you kind of work through all the misinformation that exists in in that world. I won't I won't over spiritualize our podcast at the moment, but I think I've hawked everything that I do. All right, excellent. Well we appreciate you taking the time and sharing all your wisdom and insight. Uh, hopefully we'll get to have you again sometime and we'll we'll talk more about something, one of many possibilities. <laughs> and uh, yep. And uh, if you have any comments or questions for us, you can write to us at comments at mousechat.net. And thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.